This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. All right, we got a show. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff. Perfect. I'm yep. ready when you are. All right. Hey, welcome to the Two Bobs. I'm Rob. Rob. And I'm Robert. You're listening to episode 226 for Monday, September 11th, 2023. This week on the Two Bobs, we're going to talk about, as always, the beer we're drinking. We're also going to talk about our special guest from last week. And if that wasn't crazy enough or crazy news, we're going to talk about a shitty flight. A Utah sex discount seems a bit low. Wonder if he had a hairnet and a fentanyl crackdown. Sucks when they f- crack down on fentanyl. Yeah. Should be free. It's medicinal fentanyl. Yeah. But leave it alone. Get a fentanyl card. Oh, man. They can only hit me when I put that date in there that this is a. A day which we won't get into because this is a fun show, but yeah, this is a- for those those that are out there and uh yeah, let's never never forget. And the one thing I won't forget is that Dave was here last week. <laughs> no, <laughs> that we that we surprised Dave by having him on the show. That was fun. And 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 to to uh kudos to Robert over here because that had to have been um like normally I record <laughs> my audio locally, Robert records his locally. Yeah, and then we sandwich them together, and Robert works his magic and makes it sound like you know, like this somewhat smooth, palatable podcast. Even though sometimes it's a mess, best we can, and do. sometimes there's a lot of doctoring up he has to do. But particularly <laughs> last week, at listening back, I'm like, man, Robert really uh, had his work cut out for him to try to figure out because we don't have Dave's local audio. He wasn't recording on his end. To, yeah. to make it work and yeah you did a good job well thank you i'm glad you're not disappointed in my performance last week but it was it was funny because i pulled it up and at first i was listening to it and since it is all separate tracks i was listening to like, i don't hear dave and then I, we since i got whatever i changed something with whatever the call recording software is i thought shit maybe not <laughs> maybe none of it recorded so I was Ooh. trying to figure out like how, and then I, and then I hit where he was I go, oh, okay, there he is. But it was, yeah. it was sandwiched with yours or it was sandwiched with all of ours. So I, I just, yeah, I had to just kind of get creative and, and nudge things around a little bit, but it worked out great. You could, he sounded, you know, like he was Skype where you and I are in, yeah. in completely different states. So it, the way we, we do it, it sounds like we're in the same spot and he, he didn't sound that way, but it still sounded great. And, can kind of tell that he was he was there as a as a guest which was awesome the one thing i will tell you that i had to laugh at how quickly he went from okay i'm on the phone with you guys to let me go boot up my computer and put my headphones <laughs> on and dial in through skype <clears throat> you know the phone wasn't good enough for dave to join us as a guest he wanted he wanted to come in through the official well, line. and and he is my official understudy <laughs> so like i he feel like you it- for an episode exactly i was not available he was able to step in so yeah. i feel like we gotta we gotta we gotta keep him we gotta keep him on his game though so like yeah. part of that is is it's like a dress rehearsal right you, yeah you, you you gotta participate the way it's meant and and, and and quite frankly i was thinking about this like dave's a very techie guy i'm yeah. assuming the computer he was on is a windows computer yeah, and I'm like Windows. Literally, they have an app built into the computer, a voice recording app, 
that yeah. will record your local audio from whatever source and allow you to save it as an MP3 file. So I'm like, he probably could have very easily just hit yeah. this, had something to record the call on his end. Yeah, uh, we just didn't think about it at the time. But next time, yeah. next time, uh, Dave, I know you're listening. Um, you know, next time this happens, we're going to need you to record your local audio to make it easier on Robert to edit the episode. It was, <laughs> it was just fine. I just cracked up. It's like the, the guy in the stands at the baseball game, you turn around to talk to him and then he, he just suits up. Like he's already got the suit on under his, under his clothes. He's like, <laughs> he just rips. In. It's tearaway clothing. Yeah. He's got, yeah. he's already ready to go. I was cracking up. It was, it certainly not a, not a fault of Dave, but I, I was cracking up how, how quickly he went from on the phone to, to dialing in, which was awesome. I mean, yeah. probably easier that I he talked on the phone. So probably was easier anyway, just to get the headset on. You know, he had, we pulled him in for a story. So he had to, he, he had to be official at that point. He did. He's, he's he did. Bob, Bob 2.2.1, whatever and the he, number is. And he did great. He did great. He did. He always yes. does. Anyway, well, I was drinking my beer there. I guess we'll, we'll get into that and, uh, See what Might today's well. got in store for us. Might as well. How's your car doing, hey, by Martin, the way? Uh, still broken. Although every day or so, I get a I get a text that it's moved to another spot. And uh, well. let's see what did they what did they tell me this week? Oh, so it says your repair is underway. This was Monday. We'll continue to keep you informed. And then yesterday, it says good evening. Your car is in body. So oh. I guess that means it's either in there on the uh, on the machine to get the 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 frame stretched back out, or they're putting the parts <laughs> on it, or they're painting. I don't know what the that frame means. was compressed. They have to they have <laughs> to stretch it back out. Yeah, yeah, one part. But um, yeah. So it, I I don't know what that means. I don't want to ask, and the date hasn't changed, so I don't want to yeah. bug them. Although long holiday weekend, I keep saying to Melissa, I, I think I think I need to go over there and visit my car and see it on the other side of the fence with the. The whole front end taking it. Did I send you the picture of the whole front end coming apart? <clears throat> I said the part where it's yeah, broken. Did, yeah, then, you did. You did. Oh, right, right. Because I said it was the demolition derby. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what it looks like now. It's Terrible. Hard. It, probably not even a car at this point. No. I was listening back today, actually. I was listening back to last week's episode. and Yeah. When we were talking about it. I, actually, I was cracking up at just our <laughs> back and forth. Between between the way that you roll over face down when you're asleep, <laughs> Dude. to to telling Dave that you fucked your car in half with a deer, and he's <laughs> like, "What are you talking about?" That's like I don't even know what my brain was thinking when I said that. But yeah, it's good. It's good nonetheless. So no, that damn tube got around my neck again the other night. So I don't know what it's doing. Oh my god, I had I had an issue where. And not that like anybody wants to hear fucking CPAP stories on the show, <laughs> but I had an issue where mine was making like this crazy clicking noise. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is this from? And Kelly's hearing it. Uh-oh. And I'm like, all right, maybe I got to replace. So I replaced the, like the little valve and it was still doing it. So I'm like, all right. So I replaced the whole face mask, the whole, the thing that it hooks up to. I replaced all that. Yeah. And it was still doing it. I'm like, what the? I had replaced everything except like the straps that that go, you know, around your head. And it was still doing it. I'm thinking, like, what the hell did I do? I've been using this exact same face mask and uh, like the whole setup. I've been using it for five years and never had this issue. So then, so like, (laughs) I woke up a couple nights ago 
and I'm sitting there and I'm like trying, like, it's like moving around. Like, I didn't know what was happening. So I, I put band-aids and the inside of the thing that the mask hooks up to, to try to like add some tension. So it would yeah. stop moving around and make it. So I have band-aids in the middle and in, in the, in the mask. And then I, and then I woke up the next morning and thought like, this isn't going to work. Like long-term I can't have band-aids inside of my mask. <laughs> like I, there's a re there, there's a reason this is happening. And then I figured it out. I had like, I had adjusted the top straps, like where the nose, the top, the top yeah. part is. I had adjusted them a couple of weeks ago, and I maybe went. A, I adjusted them a little bit too tight, and mm. because of that, that was what was causing the noise. So I did eventually figure it out, and I and so I loosened them back up. And I'm like, lo and behold, the damn noise stopped. So I took the band aids out, and. uh feeling better now but like i had a couple bad nights sleep i'm like i've never slept this bad with this stupid yeah. ass thing it had to have been karma because of the cpap battery episode and giving you <laughs> shit about the way that your cpap is trying to kill you well, i took um, mine off last night at probably midnight i felt like it was almost time to get up and i rolled over i, I took it off and then i ended up with a headache so i find that that keeps me from having headaches but i get headaches if i don't yeah. use it 100 so. percent so uh, if I if I don't use it, I what and it's been I haven't gone a night without using that for five and a half years, longer yeah. than that at this point. Um, but I can imagine that if I went one night without using, I would have a terrible headache in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm convinced I would die in my sleep at this point. But <laughs> even if I survived, I would not feel good in the morning. You'd have a headache, and you wouldn't be able to record. You'd call me and say, "Hey, I, I can't record tonight. I got a headache because I took my CPAP off." Yeah, so that's why I can't do it. I got to power through. We got a fucking podcast to do, Robert. I have some beer to drink. <laughs> yeah, tell me about your devil dog. Yeah, so I know you played the drop 10 minutes ago. But, I did. Do you um, need me so to play it again? I mean, it's if you want. Hey, bartender, another beer! It is, Hanging right. out and having some beers with friends, so that which I quietly do and which I fully embrace. Little Bardo Kavanaugh right there. So this week, yep. we're going to our friends. I, I we're, we're friends. We I've had... I've had him on the show. This is Roke yeah. Brew- Brewing, yeah. um, which is which is out of Royal Oak, Michigan. So this is a uh-huh. local brewery. Um, Roke is R O A K, and this is their peanut butter cup Devil Dog, which is an oatmeal stout. Um, it's part of a series of oatmeal stouts that they have uh, over at Roke. And uh, let's see here. Let's see if there's any fucking words on this can. Huh. Here we go. Uh, oh, the, with all the bold character, I'm really prepared. Uh, with all the bold characteristics of our Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout, with the mistakable taste of peanut butter cups, we donate a portion of all de- Devil Dog sales to the local VA hospital. Well, that doesn't talk about. I mean, good for them. Hold on a damn second. Let's go to Untapped. All the big bold, <laughs> big bold characteristics of our Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout. With the unmistakable taste of peanut butter cups. That's what we got. That's what Untap says. That's what I'm going with. And uh, let's see here. It's 45 IBUs, I think. 8.3% alcohol by volume. Here we go. I'm going to taste it. I've already had a little bit of it. Um, and I, and I, I feel like I've had this before, but I've never put it on Untap, so maybe I haven't. I don't know. First off, the aromas. Ton of peanut butter in the aroma. So, like... The sticking your nose up to it, you smell peanut butter um, with some ch- some notes of chocolate as well. So peanut butter cups, as we know, are peanut butter and chocolate. 
the beer smells the same. So I'm hoping it really comes through in the flavor. Here we go. You should smell the can. I'm just going to drink the beer, Robert. I smell the <laughs> beer itself. I feel like that's good enough. Um, yeah, and, and you really get that. You know, what's what's weird. Yeah. Almost from the aromas, I was hoping for more peanut butter. Um, I can still taste the peanut butter, though. So good news there. I can still taste the peanut butter. Maybe a little bit of chocolate. I do wish that there was a little bit more um, uh, of both in this yeah. beer, like a little bit sweeter. I was expecting a sweeter beer, um, but it's good. You definitely you get some peanut butter. You get a little bit of chocolate, um, you know, and then it just tastes like a stout after that. So pretty good beer. Um, I did rate it a four on Untapped. Oh. Um, God, it's it's a decent beer. I do like Roke too. I we've been to the brewery. Well, not we, uh, you and I, but I have run <laughs> to the brewery. It's a really cool brewery too, right in Royal Oak, like right at the end of Main Street. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a pretty decent beer. I got it rated a four on Untapped. Um, it's great it, or it's good. Um, I got a four pack or I think a six pack of it. I think it's a six pack I got of it today. I will drink all of it over time. Um, it's pretty good beer. Again, Roke Brewing Company, Peanut Butter Cup, Devil Dog, and let's see here. We have had Roke a few times on the show. I think maybe two or three times. I had a Devil Dog, so I had an original Devil Dog in episode 26, Beer Helmet, episode 82, Outer Space Beaver Spiders. <laughs> Been a while since we uh, referenced that episode. I had a French Toast Devil Dog from Roke, uh-huh. which I think was probably better, but this is still pretty good. So, again... Uh, if you if you if you come across it, it's a decent beer, especially if you like a little bit of peanut butter, a little bit of chocolate. I feel like if you took this beer and sent it over to like Southern Tier or one of those other like amazing breweries, they'd probably yeah. do more with the flavor, um, but still pretty good. Huh? Does sound good. Well, it sounds better than what I got, which I I knew going <laughs> into it. <laughs> wow, I knew going into it, so I I had. I had the panic today, and since I don't have a car to get anywhere, I had the panic that I, I thought, well, maybe maybe I have some things in there. Then I remembered, oh, I have one. I've been saving it for a special day, and I thought, today's going to be the day I'm going to drink it because I've been waiting, and it's going to be good. And I started getting a headache, and I thought, well, probably don't want to drink that because it's a huge bottle, and uh-huh. I'm sure it's it's heavy, so I kind of rummaged around i found a can of something that i hadn't had before and i was kind of saving it also it's 100 degrees outside so i figured the other one was Fair. dark and i think it's chocolate coffee it's got a lot of stuff and it's it's very heavy so i thought i'd go with something <clears throat> a little bit lighter this week and and i i did i've got something that is a brand new brewery to the to the show and probably the last time i'll drink from them but it's the <laughs> prairie artisan ales <laughs> Uh, you'll appreciate this, the blueberry boyfriend and it's, you can see it's bright red. So a lot like the uh, soft braid that Kellis forced me, I mean, um, that I enjoyed while I was up there in, in Michigan. So it's nice and red. The can is cool. It's got a, it's got a cool little character on it. You can probably see him sitting there at his desk and I guess he's the, the blueberry and he's, he's the boyfriend. It's not very heavy, which is what I was looking for. 5.4% alcohol by volume. Untap tells us that it's a sour ale with blueberries and lemon zest, and that's about what I would have expected. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to smell it. I didn't smell the can yet, but I'll tell you. It smells... 
I get more lemon in there, which I didn't know it had. Um, and there's a there's a place that has a happy hour that has a blueberry lemon martini that's really good. But no, no, it does say sour ale with blueberries and lemon zest, which I didn't know. So it's probably going to have a bit more tartness than I like. But let me let me try. About what I expected. Not so hot. Um, I'm not a really big fan of sour ales, but I like blueberries. So I kind of thought that maybe it would have a bit more sweetness to it. I think it would fit was just sour ale with blueberries. It would be fine. But yeah. the lemon is a bit too overpowering for it. So I don't really get any of the sweetness outside of the color. I would probably have no idea that it had any blueberries in it. Uh huh. I rated it a, uh, a three and a half. And and that that's probably pushing it. I don't want to rate it a three and a quarter because I'm I'm actually drinking it and <laughs> you're finishing it. I'm finishing it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say drinking it and enjoying it was probably a bit of a stretch. So it probably could go to three and a quarter. But uh, most most things here on the Bob's will at least get a three and a half. Um, so I'm going to continue to drink it and just wish it didn't have as much lemon in it. I I I'm not a big lemonade fan. Yeah. Um, I do like my lemon Oreos, but even those are more sweet than anything. And that, that I like, um, so yeah, three and a half, I'll go ahead and lock it in blueberry boyfriend by Prairie artists and ales. It has solid reviews three and seven or 3.74. So three and three quarters on there. So not bad. There's some fours, there's fours, there's, oh, there's somebody who, who's got three and seven eights on there. Um, so there, there's decent yeah, who mama? This is a good one from a guy named John. Which most, well, no, there's more guys in here. It seemed like a lot of women, at least at the top there. But no, there's a Dave. There's there's a bunch of guys. Austin. So I don't know. People seem to like it. Although there's a two and a quarter. Mm, two and a quarter is not good. Not good. Okay, well, shit. We should probably get into some crazy news. And uh, the first story is a doozy. <laughs> sorry if i, I like dr- to fuck with robert with my background sometimes yeah. here's a better one this yeah. one's less less more uh more um anyway um yeah, yeah so oh you want me to take the first one so yeah. we're going to our friends at fox 5 atlanta yeah and if you know anything about atlanta, atlanta is their their airport there is an absolute wreck and uh i'd re- and and not something that i ever care to to visit again other than the one time i've been to their airport they're also the largest uh hub for delta airlines so if you're wow. flying delta uh especially internationally there's a really good chance you're going to be stopping at the hartsfield jackson atlanta international airport and, it grieves uh, me it does. It grieves me too. And in this particular story, though, and, and I would say they do generally. I've, I mean, I've had travel woes, and we've talked about those on the show. And a lot of yeah. it is weather related. I basically, I'm just gonna like stop traveling at all when <laughs> it could. There's even the slightest chance of, chance of rain, snow on the ground, or <laughs> something like that. But uh, anyway, this talks about a Delta flight in which, uh, uh, uh. uh uh, was the, uh, a Delta flight to Barcelona oh. that was forced to return after a passenger reportedly suffered diarrhea on the plane. He splashed diarrhea. 
He sure did. A Delta pilot allegedly had to make an emergency landing back to the origin city when a passenger's loose <laughs> bowels resulted in diarrhea all the way through the plane. And I His did send Robert. I did send you a TikTok video that that showed some some remnants some evidence of that happening. Uh, a, a supposed snippet of the pilot's call was shared on social media. Delta Flight One Ninety Four. That's literally the phone call. The the call, by the way. Uh, Delta Flight One Ninety Four was on its way to Atlanta from Atlanta to Barcelona Friday evening. The group left Hartsfield-Jackson, Atlanta International <laughs> Airport before 8.30, just before 8.30 p.m. FlightAware shows the typically eight to nine hour flight ended six hours early. They were back <laughs> on the ground by 10.40 p.m. It's just a biohazard issue. The pilot could be heard saying over the radio and the snippet, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all throughout the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Oh boy! A biohazard issue. We've had a passenger had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. <laughs> Delta not, did not confirm the diarrhea huh. detail, but issued the following statement to Fox Five: Delta Flight One Ninety Four from Atlanta to Barcelona returned to Atlanta following an onboard medical issue. Our teams worked as quickly and safely as possible to get our customers to their final destination. We sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience to their travel plans. Um, and, and from what I heard or what I read, essentially, yeah, they they were about an hour over the Atlantic Ocean when they had to turn back around ah. and then head back to, to Atlanta. So two hours later, and they're exactly back where they started because of... Uh, of of a uh, passenger's ish uh bowel issues <laughs> can you imagine where you're you start to feel the in your stomach when you're getting ready to be on a nine hour flight that sounds and like then, a fucking nightmare to me yeah and then and then probably standing there waiting to get in the bathroom when somebody's in there just goofing off or you know yeah you, you can't get in there and well, then maybe, all of a sudden it's just too late. Maybe it's maybe the person you never know, right? Maybe they have a medical issue or something like that. Yeah, but I can't ever imagine being in a situation where I'm fucking spraying diarrhea all <laughs> up and down the aisle it's of an airplane because I saw the TikTok video. There's like there's fuck there's shit everywhere. Yeah, they have tarps <laughs> down. They have tarps down on the floor covering some For people of it. to walk out. Yeah, and I'm just looking at it like, holy sh- shit, no pun intended, but there was just shit everywhere. I'm just like, man, like, I don't know. At, at what point do you say, mm, maybe I shouldn't get on this flight? Well, you that's the other thing is you've got all these people, the what, 100 other people or however many are on this thing that probably paid a decent amount to to go to Barcelona and and stay there and have a vacation, have a honeymoon, have a anniversary, and you got to turn around because somebody shit everywhere. And they said that it wasn't just that they they there there was poop everywhere, but that the stench was so bad that even the pilot was affected by it. So having to and turn around because of door, yeah, <laughs> through the recycled door. air, I guess I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not bringing fresh air in there, I guess. It's just 
some kind of nasty. So I, I, you know, I really feel for everybody involved, but particularly the person who had to probably crap their pants, um, and then remain in those pants for how long and not shower? Like, you know, you got an accident like that. You're, you're wanting to hop in the shower and, and wash it off. Not that I've had it, but I can assume, um, I don't know. It's just bad. So it is, it is, it's funny at the same time. Just bad. That is, I thought that it's not funny. It is bad and it is crazy. So it's crazy news. And that's why it's here, right? That's why it's here. There might be people that hadn't heard about that. And we, we owe it to them to be able to make sure that they're aware of it in case somebody brings it up. Yeah. But also, like, I would have been okay not hearing about it. I'd rather like, just not know that somebody shit all over an airplane while it was up I, in the air. I feel like my life has been negatively impacted because yeah. I know that this happened. See, imagine if there was snow on the ground and you were sitting there on the runway and you had to, you had to crap. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. You can't I leave don't your know. seat. I hope that I, I hope to never be in this situation where I have to worry <laughs> about that. Where I have to crap so bad. I also ha- I I I hope to never be in a situation where I'm so sexually repressed that I have to visit Las Vegas to get it out of my system. <laughs> Did you see the video of, of Las Vegas the other day? That's like river running down the road. <laughs> no, I I missed that. Yeah, I guess I've had all that rain out there. Well, that's good. It. Yeah, yeah, too much rain though, but. What Rob's alluding to is that our friends at the New York Post, which we've visited many times, tells us that a, about a Nevada brothel that offers a discount to residents of Utah, what they call the, quote, most sexually repressed state. These courteous courtesans are taking the tip off of Beehive State residents' bills. A legal brothel in Wells, Nevada, has announced that for the rest of 2023, uh, customers with an ID from neighboring Utah will enjoy a 10% discount on all sensual services provided by its workers. Utah is our nation's most sexually repressed state, said Madam sure. Bella Cummins, who has owned and operated Bella's Hacienda Ranch for the past 37 years. Wells is located about an hour's drive from the Utah state line. This year, Utah implemented a law requiring age verification. For all porn sites in this, in the name of creating a reasonable safeguard for our children, as Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes said in a statement, responding to a judge's dismissal of a lawsuit against the legislation. As a result of the law, the most recent of a state of anti-porn legislation in Utah, adult content has become significantly harder for residents to access online, and Pornhub has even been, has even blocked site access there. Overall, it contributes enormously to an environment where men can conceal their desires and shame, longing for an outlet where they can freely express their sexual selves without fear of judgment, continued Cummins, who at 73 is the longest-serving living female brothel owner, according to materials provided to the Post. You think her name is Cummins? Was she born at Cummins? And what's wrong with her face? (laughs) Yeah, I'm know. sorry. That's not nice. Her yeah. face has had some work, though. Yeah, but clearly, true. like she might want to get a new plastic surgeon. 
Yeah. She looks like the fucking Skeletor in some of these. <laughs> She's like, like a Kardashian. I don't know. I feel like Kardashians probably use the nation's most expensive plastic surgeon. <laughs> this one, she got 10% off for Utah residents. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Cummins hopes she, her ranch is... She paid in sexual uh, activities. <laughs> right. That her doctor got fifteen percent off. Cummins hopes her ranch discount can provide much needed relief to Utahns yearning for a remote place where they can privately explore their desires with non judgmental sex workers in a secluded setting devoid of concerns about legal ramifications or potential exposure within their community. In addition to helping Utahns have some mature fun. The madam explained she's also offering the coitus coupon as a gesture <laughs> of appreciation. There's TCP two two six coitus coupon coitus towards coupon. her clients from just over state lines. For decades, my establishment has been the go-to bordello for Salt Lake City punters. However, during the COVID nineteen pandemic, my business was temporarily shuttered, casting an air of uncertainty over the brothel's future. When we finally reopened, my Utah patrons returned in droves, significantly contributing to the resurgence of my business. The time has come for me to express my gratitude for the unwavering support of these valued clients. Hmm. Well, I saw a video the, the other day on, on TikTok that you mentioned that, where it was a woman that lives there that got her driver's license and registered as Democrat. They sent her a letter within uh-huh. within... She said she got it within a couple of weeks that she needed to go in required by law in order to keep her license. Uh-huh. She had to go in and be um, have uh, her sanity tested. Oh. Exactly. So I haven't had a chance to vet that, but it was very weird. She said I, I selected um, and they had to, you know, deem, see if I was deemed fit to, you know, remain in society. Sure. So I don't know. Well, I hope everything went okay for. I hope so too. You know, I'm not an asshole. I hope the <laughs> best for people. All right. Oh, I was copying I and pasting the the show title there. Coitus coupon. <laughs> I don't know if I'll end up using that, but coitus coupon. <laughs> I can imagine reading that back at some later date. Ah, in uh, episode two twenty six, coitus coupon. They had the. Uh, Roke peanut butter cup devil dog. <laughs> so that's how you at know some point. If I, I mean, if I ever have Roke again, I mean, yeah. you know, we will, we will be talking about the coitus coupon. Okay. Well, well it, I'll lock it in now. Perfect. Until I change my mind. Perfect. I have to use the restroom. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Make sure you don't get any on the carpet. It's a number one. No worries. (laughs) Kelly, Robert. Uh Oh, Kelly says hi. I mean, she doesn't really say hi, but I saw her. I would think she'd want. I'm passing. Yeah, it was. It was implied. Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. We're going to New York. No, I don't know. It it doesn't. I mean, it's not really anywhere. It's not the scientists. The scientists were located in New York. Right. As they should be. And we've talked about objects insertion. 
before. So that's that's a really good segue into our next story. Where uh, we're, we're going to our friends at the dailymail.co.uk where they talk about 4,000 Americans being hospitalized each year with foreign objects lodged in their rectums. Uh-oh. According to a first-of-its-kind study, too, Robert. This is an actual medical study that's that's happened, so it must be real. So many ads. Let me switch to read review. Okay. <laughs> uh, nearly 4,000 Americans visit the emergency department every year after getting a foreign object stuck in their, stuck in their rectums. Official data suggests... First of his kind analysis estimated that 38,948 Americans age 15 and up went to hospitals with the embarrassing injury between 2012 and 2021, the equivalent of around 30,895 per year. Men accounted for nearly 8 in 10 cases, with the most common group being males in their 20s and early 30s. So we're exempt from this, Robert, right. who made... Uh, a third of all ER visits, sex toys accounted for more than half the cases. It's still, it's still, a, it, it's still concerning to me that that they're they're saying that it's only more than half the cases that were actual sex toys. What other Says objects found? Who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers? I I don't know if if Johnny Depp has was a victim of this, but so so <laughs> half the cases were sex toys. The other half were objects found uh, that ranged from uh, toy balls to, or marbles to bottles, oh. bottle caps, cans, drugs, Gerbils. and even stationery. <laughs> stationery. That's where my big pen went. Oh, fuck. I was looking for my fucking letterhead. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you click on the little link there, it says man 30 dies with a ping, ball, ping pong ball up his bum after being electrocuted while pleasuring himself. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's uh. a bunch of like infographs. Here we go. Some researchers at the University of Rochester, New York, who there's did the study, said there's been a lack of hospital data on retained rectal foreign bodies in the U.S. <laughs> oh no! So they were. There's the for, next show title. They were rectal foreign bodies. <laughs> they were up retained <laughs> rectal foreign bodies. Um, they, they were up for the challenge. They were compelled to carry out the research after data in the UK, Europe, Japan, and the Caribbean indicated that injury was becoming more common globally. The work was published in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine last, last abut, last abut, <laughs> last April, last, I don't know. I don't know what, la- what abut means at last. It's a, a boot. B- it's Canadian, I think. <laughs> a boot, new dude, to boot it. Uh, last a butt, and was shared in PubMed, the medical journal for the National Institutes of Health. The team used data from the U.S. National Electronic Injury Surveillance System database. That's a mouthful, which keeps a record of all injuries linked to consumer products or recreational activities recorded at 100 ERs across the country. They extracted all cases, among other things, involving injury to the public region, pubic region, or a lower trunk that involved a foreign body, and then screened out those among uh, uh, among under 15s or where the injury was not linked to the rectum. This gave a total of 886 cases of foreign objects stuck in, stuck in rectums, 
over the 10-year <laughs> study. They then use national population estimates to extrapolate for the entire population, giving a figure of 38,948 or 4,000 per year. <laughs> Bottles. Jars, bottle lids were the most common Jars. non-sexual devices found stuck in people's rectums. They found, according accounting for ten percent of cases, they were they were followed by drugs five percent, a ball <laughs> or marble three percent. <laughs> Other objects were described as writing implements. Uh oh, two point three percent include pens, markers, and crayons. Some 20% of cases also involve miscellaneous objects. Details were not given on what these were, but in previous Uh cases, this has involved light bulbs, dumbbells, and even a World War I artillery shell. It's a tauntaun. And tauntauns and wampas. About half of the (laughs) incidents were linked to sexual devices such as sex toys. By age group, those aged... Uh, 20 to 24 were most likely to be admitted to wards with foreign objects in the rectums, followed by 25 to 29 year olds and 20 to 34 year olds. About 77% of cases were recorded among men, or more than three quarters of the total. Scientists did not suggest why the objects had ended up in people's anuses. We all know why, though. <laughs> but this has previously been linked to sexual pleasure or gratification. No shit. The things you'll do for extra pudding or extra pudding. The case of drugs, this may be tied to people trying to smuggle them across borders and events such as festivals for sale. Doctors for first uh, may first attempt to remove the objects using manual extraction, where they generally manipulate, gently manipulate the object to free it from the rectum. When this fails, however, they deploy a range of other techniques. Let me tell you about them. This can include dilation, where they steadily they or where steadily larger cylinders are inserted to widen the ink. <laughs> this is how we do it. It's Friday night. The anal sphincter until the object falls out. They're gonna make it so big that it just gravity just takes course. And <laughs> or by attaching forceps. That's another way to do it. (laughs) And to an endoscope or inserting this into the rectum (laughs) to grab and pull the objects out. They, they, you know, they, they use those claw toys that are those claws. (laughs) The grabbers. Old people use the grabbers. (laughs) They use that though. Sometimes you never know. Suction cups. uh, um, In more serious cases, doctors may be forced to perform surgery to remove the object laxatives okay so there's more more things laxatives lots can of also be used but this is not recommended because the anal contractions they cause may push the object further into the body at some point you Maybe may that's what just happen on the plane you may just throw it up <laughs> It'll push depending it on how so far backwards depending on how far up it gets there it might be easier to pull it out of your your mouth at that point this smells Back- like my vagina that smells worse than that. Back in 2015, there were an estimated, estimated, estimated 2,433 visits to hospitals per year with the issue. By 2021, they suggested this had risen to 5,230 per year. More than double. This because of COVID. <laughs> right. 
Coleman were bored. and Robert's Amazon shopping list. <laughs> Researchers at the University of Rochester <laughs> suggest that women may not may not be less likely to run into trouble with devices in their rectums than men. Instead, they said their data may be down to publication bias. Cases involving uncommon objects are more likely to be recorded. Mm. They noted, but women are less, less likely to have non-sexual objects stuck in their rectums. Um, this, they suggested, would lead to fewer cases being registered. Another study suggested that women are much more likely to have non-sexual objects shoved up their vaginas than men, though. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Loria, I added that, um, a surgeon <laughs> resident at the university. We're almost done, guys. At the University of, of Rochester, who led the study, and, uh, and others involved in the paper said these data quantify a frequently encountered clinical presentation that has received little research focus. Females present at younger ages with, with a significantly higher proportion of sexual devices, have lower odds of hospitalization. Fair. Conversely, the incidence among males is bimodal. So that's two maximums peaking in the fifth decade of life. That rate of sexual Uh-oh. devices is less than among females. No, we just have, we're, we're just more, um, <laughs> or what? Rob? You know, I don't know. Resourceful. They added these data demonstrate that focusing exclusively on sexual devices would substantially underestimate the overall healthcare Absolutely. utilization related to the issue particularly among males, the NIH said inclusion does not imply endorsement of or agreement with the contents of the study, but the scientific and editorial quality of the journal will have been evaluated as part of the publication process. We should have called Dave on this one and had him read the story. It's like eating a hot circle of garbage. I mean, it's like listening to a hot circle of garbage, and that hot circle is is your anus. <laughs> Ring of fire right there. Yep. There My we are. Friends, we made it through, and nobody was injured. Robert doesn't even have any comments on that story. What do you think ah. about non-sexual objects being inserted into uh, into rectums, Robert? I'm not a fan, but I, I did happen to look. <laughs> At the the side article that was linked there, where the Frenchman went to the hospital with a World World War One bomb stuck in there, and there's a a picture I, of it. There's no way that thing should have been in there. Is I that really showing up wish, on yours? I really wanted to click on that link. I was trying to stay on the on the story because at that point I was realizing how fucking long the article was, and you know how I am. <laughs> I cannot stop. Gotta finish well, it. Let's see. World War One artillery shell. Doctor, yes. I've got a bomb in my bomb. Man, 88 Sparks Hospital evacuation it's in huge. France. After arriving with eight and eight inches world eight inch World War One artillery artillery shell. Stu- Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. They had to clear the hospital out. I think if they, uh, <laughs> right. I'm not even joking. I think that they actually had to. It'll blow the guy uh, up, I think. They they bought in the fucking bomb squad. Yeah. Spokes, uh, it's a, a, yeah. So the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies, as well as the oh, diversion boy. of incoming emergencies. They were sending people to other hospitals. We got a guy with a <laughs> bomb stuck in his ass. 
crazy. Somebody get the pl- the forceps. We're gonna plunge that thing out of there. <laughs> How, I don't know. Like, where did he come across it? And what made what? And he's eighty. Where did he come across it? But also, what? At what point did he look at it and say that might? I really want to stick that up my ass. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like even if it, even if that's your thing, something that could potentially, or even if at any point in history could have been an explosive, is that what you're going to? You don't. You don't right. have a fucking pantry at your house. Yeah, there's got to be better things to use. Most than- most vegetables are phallic in nature. <laughs> better than better than the World War One bomb telling you oh man well this guy looks like he's probably done the same thing this is going to take us to our friends at kmov kmov and i don't i don't know where it is although it says sunset hills missouri where it tells us that a man is accused of exposing himself at a sunset hills hotel and it seems pretty straightforward on the surface until you figure out exactly where he did it (laughs) man's facing charges accused of exposing himself in the breakfast area of a Sunset Hills hotel, Kenny Lamont Johnson. Thankfully, this is a short story of Kirkwood is charged with first degree sexual misconduct. His we name is the, Johnson. Yep. Yep. Say that the incident happened on Saturday. Johnson allegedly approached a woman at the breakfast area of La Quinta Inn and zipped his pants and pulled out his genitals. The woman reported oh. what happened to the front desk. The incident was caught on video. If convicted, Johnson Oopsies. could face up to a year in jail. They already probably had sausage there. They did. They did. The, the breakfast places at those, or the the breakfast area of those places, is always a little bit weird anyway. Because they, you know, it's it's basically if you eaten at a buffet lately. Have you done that in the last couple of years, or is it been one of those things you're kind of last last time? Last time there was a buffet when we were at we were when we were in New York, the yeah. hotel we were staying at had a yeah. continental breakfast, and we went yeah. down there. And Kelly and I, we looked at the the offerings, yeah, and said, you know what, let's go somewhere else and eat. So we left and went. <laughs> he said that they made for ate. me. So we looked at it and then and then promptly turned the fuck around and went somewhere else and had breakfast. But so. Yeah. So before that, it's been a while since I've been to a buffet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those places always always kind of creep me out. And I get like the basic stuff from there. Like I'm not yeah. sitting there waiting for a bunch of stuff. Like I'll just get, I'm trying to remember when the last time we did it too. But it seems like it's generally something that's pretty simple. But I. Yeah. I they're at, just, at Comerica Park, Kelly and I, and this was, again, this was multiple years ago. We got tickets to a game, and we had act. We had tickets to t- the Tiger Club, yeah. to, which is like a it's its own little area. Yeah. So you could go there. We went to the Tiger Club, and they had a buffet there, and you had to pay extra for the buffet. But the buffet was actually really good, and so yeah. we ate there. That was probably five or six years ago, though, honestly. And it was actually really good, but it yeah. was expensive. But uh, you know. That was probably the last time I think I've eaten at a buffet, other than like like at a wedding, like you, yeah. or something, some sort of event where they have it catered and yeah. they have it's like buffet style. But yeah. to like 
fucking show up at a Ponderosa or something like that. It's been <laughs> a very long time. In a La Quinta Inn and Suites? Yeah, definitely not at the La Quinta. <laughs> Again, the cereal that's in that jug on the wall. Are they? They have the thing you turn you turn the handle and it and it slowly distributes it into your bowl yep. for you. Yeah, yep. that's great. Yeah, that's great. And all the apple juice, the the room temperature <laughs> apple ju- orange juice. <laughs> Comes out that little pump. Oh, actually, you the, know the what? Square button. <laughs> you know what? At the uh, the Delta, I was thinking about at the Delta the Sky Uh-oh. Clubs. Yeah, they have buffets there, and yeah. we did. When's the last time we went? I think it was. Oh, it was when I think it was when the ten hours you sat there waiting to go to Vegas. No, that well, we went there earlier in the day for that. I think when we were huh. coming back, did we go to one at the? We went to one at the airport in DC. Oh, and, we, yeah. and, and that was actually pretty good too. So, yeah. but again, those, that's not like it's not again. It's not showing up at the Ponderosa or at the the Pizza Hut back in the nineties for the pizza buffet. This that's was a little. Good, and yeah. actually, I I I I I say that, but also that I'm sorry if you went to Pizza Hut in the nineties and and hit the pizza, yeah. the lunch buffet, the pizza lunch Five buffet. That was fucking good. That <laughs> yeah. was. Uh, I, they open one near even... here that they they have the buffet there lately. Do they really? Yeah, I might I might have to go over there. There's a Pizza Hut that this one's probably like seven or eight miles from me. Yeah, uh, probably probably actually probably further than that. And they it's a, an actual Pizza Hut restaurant, and they might mm-hmm. still have the buffet there. Yeah, they got the sign up on the. Up on the thing outside says that the buffet is there. I don't think it's although nine still. Although we got P- we, Kelly likes this that shit. I we got yeah. Pizza Hut not that long ago, and I didn't think it was very good. But uh, yeah. Anyway, last story. story. We're going to a friends over at Daily News reported <laughs> where a doctor was charged Charm? a one thousand dollars for a single Tylenol. Doctor a single charged- one thousand dollars. Doctor charged a one thousand dollar. Right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct this. <laughs> doctor, a doctor charged a thousand dollars for a single Tylenol. It's been hard making ends meet after the fentanyl crackdown. Poor guy. <laughs> We're going to Butte, Montana. Right. Clive Mason, seventy two, has been a doctor out of Butte, Montana, for the past forty five years. Most everyone in town knows him or has been treated by him. That's why it came as a shock. To so many when he was discovered that he was charging people upwards of a thousand dollars for a single Tylenol. Now Clive didn't outright charge, charge. these people a thousand dollars a pill directly. No, he would only bill the exorbitant amount to those patients who were covered by private insurance. All in told, close to two point seven million dollars of false insurance charges were filed by Doctor Mason because of his age. It is quite likely that he will never see the light of day again. Asked why he did it. He had this to say. I had a good thing going from about 2001 to 2014. I was clearing seven figures a year selling fentanyl scripts to junkies. Then the goddamn government stepped in (laughs) and you couldn't get away with it anymore. They want to act like we're drug dealers. Well, no shit. 
So God anyway, damn it. I, exactly. I had to make do with what I had. I had a good old insurance scam seemed the best way to go. Guess I was wrong. Crimes involving <laughs> physicians are on the rise in Butte, Montana, as well as other as most other U.S. cities. Police are asking everyone to be more extra vigilant when going over their medical records and to report anything suspicious to local law enforcement officials. It was all about the fentanyl, Robert. Then they took it away from him. So he's charging $1,000 for a Tylenol. Yep, yep. That's, That's the only way to do it. Slightly more than I pay for Tylenol. <laughs> it makes the most sense. He's trying to take care of his... uh his patience the best way that he knows how it's it feels the, like he's been handicapped by the it's the goddamn hmos that's the right. problem it's uh-huh. true hmos the hoas all the same thing i don't know oh, I, I think they're different i think one's an insurance company and one yells at me when my landscaping <laughs> isn't up to code up to yeah. par are they upset with your black mulch have they sent you any letters with that well, I don't, I, I don't have black mulch anymore, Robert. I have rocks. And no, everybody seems to be very happy with our landscaping now. Your black rocks. Uh, we're, we're, a lot of our neighbors got nasty grams in the mail yeah. about their landscaping. We, however, did not. And I don't know. Well, because you don't check your mail. How would you know? Well, that's true. But also, <laughs> I check it in once. I check wow, it Did you get to. the Christmas card? Is- <laughs> Maybe. It's about Maybe. time for the next one to come. It's gonna, it's gonna push it out of the way. There's been multiple times when you've been like, "Hey, listen, we sent you something a while ago. <laughs> um, you haven't said anything to us about it, so." And I'm gonna like, make yeah, sure you got it's it. Been sitting in my mailbox for a week and a half. That's why. Um, I'm no, gonna send a bar of chocolate next time. I think the reason why we didn't get a nasty gram prior to getting a landscaping done is because I was on the board for the HOA. Yeah, so they knew better, but now I'm not on the board anymore. The sense that we've gotten our landscaping done, and uh, you know, apparently it's apparently we're we're good now. Yeah, I mean, our house isn't perfect. We don't we don't tend to get that stuff because we take care of it. And you have a very nice house and a very nice uh, shutters very broken nice, uh, and still yeah. got Christmas lights up. Yeah, I had a neighbor that he wasn't turning them on anymore. But yeah. he still had some Christmas lights up, and I think they sent him something like, hey. To, no, mine to, does, too. And they're, they're hanging down the side of his house, right next to the broken shutter. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Get with it. Better not send me anything. Yeah, well, it's like you pay all this money for this nice house and then, like, fucking let it go to shit. Like, why? Yeah, yeah they've only been in there a year, year and a half, maybe. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, well. Anywho, well, shit, that's episode... 226 coitus coupon <laughs> and uh yeah i think next week looks good i don't think there's anything coming up hopefully i'll have some say. better news about my car by then and you can reach us uh if you want to call wow. us or send a text message you can reach us at 742-866-2367 i had to scramble to find that one i might have been off a number or two it probably was. No, it's five three zero eight eight two Bobs, five three zero eight eight two two six two seven. It doesn't oh. matter. We're not. You're not going to fucking call us or message no. us because nobody ever does. But no. if Just you tell did, Alexa to call Dave. Yeah, if you did want to, then uh, perhaps uh, you could. Yeah, maybe if, if you end up getting Dave on the phone, then you might have a good time. Just be aware 
if you call Dave, he might just try to Skype you and and make a podcast. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Whatever no, it was, do. it, don't, don't tell all, Dave you're podcasting. No. Whenever you call him, please. No, and all kidding aside, it was it was cool. It was it was <laughs> good to have Dave on there. No, you're gonna don't make you're gonna make Dave feel bad like he did something wrong. He didn't. He was he was a welcome guest on our show as he always is. <laughs> we love you, Dave. I'm his son's godfather. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, you you can't ruin this. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. I don't know. I don't know. Can you? You're bound by the you, Lord now. Can you fire somebody from being your your son's godfather? I don't know how that works. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, listen, like clearly this isn't working out. Right. You said um, some stuff about me on my podcast. We're gonna we're gonna go in another direction. <laughs> I don't know. We how got that somebody works. else to stand in as his godfather. <laughs> Never. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll you next see you week, next hopefully. time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this preceding show is brought to you with joy by the two Bobs. Oh, words of their own. Not of anybody else in the world, because nobody else would fucking own up to this shit. And you can subscribe to our podcast, or just go to the fucking two Bobs dot com. Stop being a little bitch and just own up and do it. 